Get fast access to breaking news by signing up now to Black Press Media's free newsletters and stay informed with all the latest news delivered directly to your inbox. You'll have access on any device so you never have to miss out again on the information you need to know. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualcomm Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. The art scene in Parksville Qualicum Beach is once again hopping as the community emerges from the COVID-19 pandemic. Here to tell us just some of what's happening, we welcome back the Executive Director of the Macmillan Arts Centre in Parksville. Thanks again for joining us, Jennifer Bate. My pleasure. Thank you for having me back. Would you say that we're close to being back in full swing at this point? I would say that coming out of the COVID pandemic, a lot of people are really anxious to get out and to enjoy the weather. Certainly in the arts and culture side of things, the Mac is starting to pick up. We're noticing a lot more visitors these days. And of course, we've got tons of great programming and plans coming for the summer. Can you fill us in a little on some of the interesting initiatives you have ongoing and coming up? Back in 2019, the MAC hosted a phenomenal installation exhibit called The Soft Shore. Then, of course, COVID came around and we've been lying low in those sorts of things. The exhibits themselves take up a lot of our time. This year, we decided, however, to come back with a bang and we are producing a wonderful installation exhibit called The Tale of One Urban Creek. This particular exhibit is welcoming back some of the artists that were involved in the Soft Shore program. I want to actually just name them because they've been working really hard in the last couple of months to get ready. We're welcoming back Christopher Smith, who creates those amazing, wonderful glass salmon sculptures. He works with the steel artist Nelson Shaw from Blue Heron Steel. They're coming back. Mr. Robert Held is coming back again this summer, and just wait to see what he's planned for the centerpiece of this amazing exhibit. We also are welcoming for the first time Jesse Recalma will be part of the team coming on board. We do also have the hereditary chief of the New Chalneth Nation. His name is Hayups. He will be returning and producing a wonderful family curtain again for us. And then joining the team as newcomers, we are welcoming Kelly Corbett, who is getting very well known for her large canvas acrylics. She has a lot of great work currently at the Bayside Oceanfront Resort, as well as an amazing photographer, Deborah Freeman, and photographer and videographer, David McKenzie. So these artists all make up the production team that will be producing this installation called The Tale of One Urban Creek. And the theme of this year's summer exhibit is all about Shelley Creek. And when does that run? The exhibit itself will run from July the 2nd until August the 28th, all summer long. You're going to see works of acrylics, canvases, glass, steel, photography, videography. But in addition to the actual exhibit itself, for the month of August, we always run a concurrent program of fun, interactive, educational displays in our studio. We call it Ethos, and this year we're really thrilled to welcome back Mid-Vancouver Island Habitat Enhancement Society, or the old Stream Keepers, VIU Deep Bay Marine Station, the Mount Aerosmith Biosphere Region Research Institute. At the RDN, it has a program called the Drinking Water and Watershed Program and the Department of Fisheries and Oceans Canada. And all of these wonderful organizations will be putting interactive and fun displays in our studio for the entire month of August. 
Are you running at full capacity in terms of visitors? I don't believe so, but this summer will be a really good test of it. We're going gung-ho with the full exhibits and programming this summer. So I would like to think we'll see an uptick. Last summer was a little bit better than it had been in years, but certainly nowhere near what we're used to. For Soft Shore, for example, we had almost 10,000 visitors through the door in the summer, and I would love to see that number again. Are the artists themselves excited about a more of a return to normalcy? I think so. Even our exhibits that we've had for the past year are getting more well attended. In my business, it's about gallery sales and gift shop sales of artwork. And there definitely has been an uptick in that sort of side of things. We're actually going forward with a full children's program this summer. Our creative kids programming will offer morning and afternoon creative art classes for children for the whole month of July and August. So we're putting our eggs in the summer basket and hopefully we'll see a lot of response from not only our own community, because we always welcome lots of visitors in the summer, but those that are staying in local hotels and things like that too. Parksville's famous sand sculpting competition is returning again after a two-year hiatus. Can you tell us a little bit about how you're going to be involved with that? It's a wonderful partnership, actually, that I've joined in with the Beach Fest Society. I met with Lloyd Derry and Cheryl Dill, the coordinators of the Beach Fest Festival, and the Macmillan Arts Centre has now joined in with them by providing box office services for the Rock the Park Festival in August. So we worked on it for a couple of months, meetings and whatnot, and of course the Macmillan Arts Centre has a an online store through our Shopify program, and we have easily been able to host what is about 14,000 tickets that will be sold for the summer project, hopefully, if it's sold out, which it sounds like it is. The ticket sales have been phenomenal so far. How much do you think people are going to enjoy Rock the Park? Oh, I think there's not going to be anybody that doesn't. We've got a terrific lineup. I'm sure that you've heard about it so far. My own band, actually, the Apollos, will be on Saturday that long weekend. It's going to be really well received only because it's an outdoor rock, the park festival. People are going to be able to bring their own blankets and chairs and find a patch of grass and have three days of great tunes. Hopefully they'll be up dancing too. How excited are you personally to perform in front of an audience? It's been a long time since our band has had a live audience. I believe our last gig was March of 2020. Every performer that's going to be involved can't wait to get out there, frankly. We've got a lot of great bands, as I say. Our own band, the Apollos, has got a terrific lineup. We'll be performing for about an hour. So it's really great bang for your buck. For $85, the VIP pass, you're going to go to three days of great music. So it's a really great deal. What type of effect do you think the pandemic has had on the arts community in general? It's been tough for so many reasons. I've always said that the arts rely on an audience and vice versa. I believe that the arts in general is what makes us feel better about ourselves and the situations that we found ourselves in during COVID. I think that slowly but surely we're feeling a little bit more confident putting ourselves out there a little bit more. As I was saying, we've had a lot of calls for the band, uh, bookings and things like that right through till the end of the year. So I think actually people are reaching out and wanting to experience more of the art because they're ready. I think we're all really ready to feel better about things, feel better about ourselves. And that's what the arts does for us. Discover what's happening around our province with TodayInBC.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. 
And have you heard from any of the artists themselves about how their approach may have changed during the past couple of years? Yeah, I believe that uh, we've got a couple of really great artists, Kelly Corbett, in, for example. She knows how to use social media to sell her work. So through Instagram, Facebook and all those things, live streaming, most artists have had to pivot in that direction by selling yourself online. Because the Mac also pivoted and went online, we were able then to showcase artist work both through the gift shop and our virtual gallery. It's been a matter of reaching out in different ways, relying heavily on obviously word of mouth and the small community that knows what we're doing. I do have to give a shout out to the Bayside Oceanfront Resort. I've partnered with them for a couple of significant projects in the last couple of years. And uh, for example, we've opened a new exhibit gallery in their dining room there. They have given us the opportunity to bring in some big art pieces for their lobby area, including the incredible glass and steel sculpture from Soft Shore is now at the Bayside lobby area. And then more recently, they have started populating their hotel rooms with local art. So it's a significant move. I think it's a great move on behalf of a local venue like that. And it gives our artists another chance of exposure. What's the best way for people to reach the MAC? We'd love to see you in person. We are that large two-story heritage school building on Macmillan Street. You can't miss us. We're bright blue macmillanartscenter.com or give us a call at 250-248-8185. We would love to talk to you. And one more time, we've talked about this in the past, but why is a vibrant arts community so important? I think it contributes to the overall health of a community, not just physical health, because we are all about dancing and all that, but the mental wellness, the mental wellness of people. I'm very proud of our art therapy program at the MAC. We ran it right through COVID, obviously via Zoom, and now it's back in place in the studio. We need art to be well, and I think that's one of the biggest things that it does for us. And what is Jennifer Bate most looking forward to this summer? I believe the music festival is up there. We've actually got three other gigs for the summer. So I'm going to do a lot of singing, maybe a little bit of fiddle, and just enjoying the sunshine and being able to feel like you can get out and about. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks very much for having me. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S., experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com.